This is the VertForce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimber. Our show helps active duty military spouses land virtual careers. We interview virtual work influencers to uncover the secrets of mobile work. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the podcast for you. I'm here tonight with a super special guest from Tiny Troops. She's got three boys, ages seven, five, and two. A lot of testosterone in that house. (laughs) Her brother is the mayor of her hometown. She played professional soccer with the Cincinnati Lady Hawks. She interned with the Philadelphia 76ers NBA team, and she ran on the treadmill next to President Obama. Her name is Amy Schweizer. Amy, welcome to the live on Vert Force. Hey. Hey, Kimber. Thanks. Thanks for that introduction, I think. <laughs> yeah, you think. <laughs> Amy, how are you? Good. Really busy trying to get things wrapped up for the year. And we're um, headed home to Illinois and Indiana tomorrow, actually, to visit some family. So a lot of packing, a lot of last minute stuff going on around here. Yes. Is the weather going to be super chilly in Illinois? It is. And you would think I haven't grown up there my whole life, but we've since lived in California and Okinawa and Hawaii, and now we're in North Carolina. So I'm just not used to it anymore. I think I got used to the beach weather, so we'll see. Yeah, yes. We're going home to Alabama this weekend, and I think it's in the 30s there. So in Jacksonville, it has been 80 degrees, 70 degrees. Today's been the first chilly day, so I'm not really looking forward to that. Yeah, we had to get a whole new wardrobe again because we had, you know, all of our winter stuff is 10 years old at this point. Amy, you have such a cool history and such a cool background. I know when we first met at McDC this year, you were telling me about all of your previous experience with sports and how you had really built up a really cool career for yourself and then married into the military and things just got off track for what you thought was going to happen. So I thought it would be great if we could talk to the military spouses at VertForce tonight and have you share your story, your background, and what led you to becoming an entrepreneur. Sure. So I was always a very career-minded person. I was more of a, you know, when I'm older, I'll have a career. Maybe I'll have a husband, and that'll just add to my life, and that's already established in career. So um, I... My master's degree is in sport management from Illinois State University. And while I was there, I got to intern with the 76ers, uh, the pro team there, and also with the Philadelphia Kicks, uh, which is their pro indoor soccer team there. So um, that was my the way I was going. Um, I had been down to Jacksonville, Florida, where you are, um, and met with yeah. some of the people from the Jaguars. And that's where I was headed. And my position I was in, I was the program director at the Boys and Girls Club in my hometown, and we were doing a job fair, and lo and behold, the booth next to us was the Marine Corps booth, and my husband (laughs) was the recruiter at that time, so um, Uh he was there in his dress blues, and everyone knows the rest is history from there, so um, (laughs) we go on our first date, and I'm, you know, I'm like, well, just so you know, I'm moving to Florida at the end of the year. I'm going to go work with Jaguars. And he's like, okay, well, just so you know, I'm going to be uh, moving to California because I'm getting stationed there. We're like, great. And 
at that point, you know, we were just like, okay, we'll hang out for a while. And then fast forward a year and we're engaged and married and headed to California. So um, that kind of started the whole, my life in the military. And then once we got to California, um, I couldn't find a job. I had applied um, for a lot of things I was completely qualified for. I even applied for a job on base with the youth sports. And I'm like, surely I have qualification for this um, and didn't even get an interview. So at that point, I actually ended up going on unemployment. And with that, um, you have to keep track of all the jobs you apply for when you go through that. And, um, you know, so I had a list yeah. of papers of different things and just wasn't getting anything that was um, comparable to what I had done before, which in that past year is actually an instructor at the college and again, nothing in the sports field. So I, he ended up deployed. I didn't finally found like made a, a small job, um, worked at Macy's for a while to simply have a job and to fill time, which is totally fine, you know, but that wasn't what I was looking for at the time. Fast forward to, we moved to Okinawa and I was really having a hard time, uh, personally, because a career was important to me and to who I I am. And so um, I was chatting with another gal there who was running some youth soccer sessions. And she's like, hey, do you want to coach? And I'm like, well, not really. Um, You know, this isn't the time. She's like, well, I'm moving and I don't want to, I'm not doing it anymore. So, and I thought, well, why not? It isn't exactly what I, you know, wasn't working with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm like, okay, you know, I need to do something. So, um, I started the program then and turned it into um, a big soccer program. And once I moved from there, I thought, well, you know, there's really a need for programming for our age of kiddos, which goes from one now. We just expanded to that up until five. And so um, Tiny Troops was born at that point. Wow, that's amazing. So it's neat that you get to kind of stay in the realm that you enjoy. Mm -hmm you know, stay in that sports space and and make something out of it. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, it's not what I envisioned, but it's completely fulfilling. I've always done work with kids, with Mm -hmm. community service, and that's what I wanted to even do in the professional world was to work in their community relations department. So, um, you know, it's not on that level and not what I had thought, but it's probably even more fulfilling because I get to impact these military kids. Yeah. I get to see them. I get to know them and their families. And it just really helps bring the families together at all the different bases. You know, with us hiring, we mainly have military spouses on staff. So the PCS dates come and people rotate. So that that does change uh, semi-frequently. So I would always encourage you to fill out the link. I'm sure Kimber has it posted that um, we can keep your information and file and keep in touch. Yes, absolutely. So Vertforce helps tiny troops just because they do like to help military spouses. So we do what we can to help our community stay in the loop when they're hiring and they hire really often. Mm -hmm. So in a bit, we can cover what cities you're currently hiring in. Usually there's about 15 or 16. (laughs) So that's been pretty cool to see mill spouses get that, get those positions. So can you share with us, Amy, what do you think the meaning of flexible employment is and why do you think it's important for military spouses? I couldn't couldn't state how important I feel it is. Um, so as you mentioned, I have three boys, 
And you know, childcare is an issue. When working outside the home, if you did have a full-time job, I couldn't believe the rates of daycares and preschools when we started looking. I mean, it's about the same as a mortgage. So you would have to be, yeah. have a significant salary in order to be able to work out of the home full-time if you have children. So um, being able to have positions that are flexible, and, and in that, I mean, what works for you. So if it's that you get to go to a job for 15 hours a week and that's flexible for you, then great. Or if it means you get to work from home and one of the virtual assistants or customer service, that's great. Or, you know, if it means working with tiny troops and you say, I can coach on Mondays at 930 after I drop my kids off, then great. You know, uh -huh. so um, it's extremely important for the spouses who uh, can't necessarily choose their careers at this time. Absolutely. And I, a lot of us are in that position. Mm -hmm. We all kind of go through that dip, you know, it's yeah. a, it's when you you first have to get accustomed to the military life mm -hmm. and maybe it's you're in a career, but for some reason it's not working out. You know, I saw today on our group, someone posted that their employer decided to sell their company and they're about to PCS. So now there's going to be this uh, transition for that person on, okay, how do I find flexible employment? How do I find something that's going to accommodate this lifestyle? But that's what I love about tiny troops you know, you're, you're so accommodating of that for your team members and you understand uh, the plot of the military spouse and, and how challenging it can be. Once my program expanded and I started having to hire on staff and spouses, I mean, some of those girls have been with me from the beginning and are some of my best friends now, you know, so we've been able yeah. to work through that. Um, but once I, once I had them on staff, it really lit my fire even further to say, I want to provide an opportunity for people who kind of don't have a choice right now, but they still want to, you know, be active and get out of the house and earn income, you know, have that uh, sense of self-worth or, you know, just that you're contributing to your household um, and to the community and having something fun and active to do. It's time for a break to hear from our sponsors over at Boldly. If you follow the VertForce Facebook group, you've probably heard us mention our partner, Boldly. Boldly is a remote staffing company and an incredible option for military spouses as their jobs give you the option to work from anywhere on a flexible part-time schedule as a W-2 employee with benefits like paid time off, Many of their team and their managers are fellow spouses, and they really understand military spouse life. They have long-term positions for executive assistants, project managers, marketing, bookkeeping, and paralegal, all of which are 100% remote. Learn more and apply at boldly.com slash milso hyphen jobs. That's boldly.com slash M-I-L-S-O hyphen jobs. Thank you so much to our partners at Boldly. If you're interested in sponsorship opportunities, contact Kimber at vertforce.us. Describe to me what the employment relationship looks like when you hire someone. What is their job? What exactly do they do for you? And uh, what does that, how does that play out for them on their regular routine? Sure, so we have um, 
once you get hired on, so we do have interviews that we do remotely. Uh, once you're hired on, we have a training process that's done online um, between myself and two of my staff members. Um, then you get out onto the field and practice a session and go through that so you can feel what that's like. Um, yeah. After that, then... Um, we get your sessions rolling and you don't have to handle any of the admin stuff. We do that all on our own. We provide the session plans for you, which um, if you've ever coached any sport before and you have to come up with your own constantly, it gets kind of time consuming and um, you know, you're just trying to think through what do I do next? And I have to find this. So we provide right. all of that for them. Uh, we provide all the equipment that you'll need. So it really is just going out um, and coaching on the days that, you know, you agreed for your schedule to be. It's always Saturday mornings. Um, we, because a lot of our families work and also the service members are working during the week. So they get to enjoy coming out on the weekends with their little ones too. So um, we do Saturday mornings and then usually one weekday morning or evening. And again, that's flexible depending on the coach's schedule. So if you say I can do Monday mornings, then we have Monday mornings. Or if you say I can do Thursday evenings, then it's Thursday evenings. Um, and it's just for the first three weeks of each month. Our program is a little different. Um, we have monthly registration periods because for two reasons, uh, we don't want our families to have to be committed to this $200 eight week program and their kiddos just not quite into it yet. You know, we don't, we're here to create a love for playing and for sports and of course, hopefully soccer. So we don't want to cause yeah. that situation. Um, also because most of our families are military, we want them to be able to participate whenever they can. So whether you're going home for a month of leave or you just PCS somewhere, you know, we don't want them to have to wait until spring season or have to wait until fall season. So you can join whichever months work for your family. So um, that also helps keep the consistency for our coaches too. So they know right away for the first three weeks of each month, that's my schedule that I agreed upon. Absolutely. So it's month to month for the kids. Correct. Mm -hmm. I love that because you're not only providing flexible employment, you're providing an, a flexible playtime and soccer experience for the kids. Yes. And as a mom of three, I know what all those commitments <laughs> get like and you're just crazy busy. So, you know, if one month works for your family, great. But then the next month you have to take off because the other siblings doing something, you know, whatever works for yeah. your family, we're here for that. I love that. I mean, you hear so often that kids are so busy these days. They're busier than they've ever been. And it can be really stressful. And where's the time to be a kid? Right, right. And we want them to come, have fun, um, have, you know, not only the physical aspect of it, which is critical to childhood development, but we also look at, at our jobs as we're serving. Our mission is to serve military kids while teaching them the great game of soccer. So Every one of my coaches truly takes that to heart and loves being out there with the kiddos. And as we've grown, we've been able to become a constant in military kids' life because they, they always have so many things changing. And so once they participate in tiny troops and then they're moving to another base, you know, I can say, guess what? Coach Sarah's there and she's one of my friends and you're going to see her. And they get so, like, we've heard so many stories of how that's helped them transition into that new base. And uh, you know, yeah. they get there and see a 
coach in a bright blue shirt with tiny troops and they get to play on Mm -hmm. soccer island which is what we call our field and so we could you know it's really unique but we get to become the one thing that's a constant for them that they're familiar with and that they can be a part of you know so we provide that's amazing physical part but then also emotional you know and many people don't think of that but um you know a lot of our kids maybe mom's gone or dad's gone or whatever that's most of our kids there. So it's not unusual to see a mom or a dad or, you know, they don't have to worry about not being like the other kids. Um, You know, there's always a place for them with us. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that insight into your culture. So I liked the part where you said, okay, well, if you're going to PCS, that's okay, because, you know, coach Sarah is at that location, which I think we need to marinate on that for a minute because you've got this tiny troops culture. You're building this tiny troops family with military spouses or military extended members of the military community at each base being your coaches. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that's like and, you know, what's the tiny troops family like? What's it like to work for your organization? Sure. So we have monthly coaches meetings. And when I first say that to coaches, they're like, well, how am I going to get, you know, so we do it online. And so you'll see a lot more rectangles of people. And it's so cool because you get to see everyone across the country that you're working for. And, you know, it's across Mm -hmm. five time zones. So you have some who it's afternoon and some who are ready for bed. So it's a, it's a unique culture, but it's really cool because we get to chat and collaborate and, um, you know, it's another little community inside of our military family. So for instance, we recently came to Camp Lejeune. And so I got to meet my coach Haley for the first time in person. And we're like, hey, and you know, it's like, I already had a friend here and I never met her before. You know, we, in person, we've just talked and worked together, you know, through Tiny Troops. And so um, we have a really friendly culture. Um, We have a Facebook page. It's just for the coaches that we pass ideas and information back and forth. And for our coaches, it also helps them get acclimated at a base. So a lot of times the tiny troops parents are the first ones, first people that they meet at a base and they become good friends with them. And that's how they get connected. And they start seeing the families out of the commissary and at the different events. And so they start Mm -hmm. creating those relationships. So that's, I love that as well. Um, And then the parents themselves, you know, as they're sitting there watching their kids play, they get to, you know, they start, um, talking and communicating and they become friends and so it's really it's become more than I thought but it connects not only our kids but our parents and our coaches too so you're really becoming a part of the culture yeah yeah it's great I, I love that just you know permeating kindness and happiness and facilitating a great play atmosphere and an employment opportunity I just can't brag enough about tiny troops and all the great work that they're doing thanks Kimber so let's chat about where you're hiring. So for everyone watching and listening, if you want to consider working for Tiny Troops or you want to get involved or maybe get your kids in a Tiny Troops uh, troop. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's learn from Amy where they're located and where they're currently hiring. Okay, so we have about 35 locations near military bases across the country now. Um, and we are jumping overseas as well soon. Wow. Um, and so that's exciting. So we should be a lot more bases there. Um, I'm going to read this list, but it's not 
all inclusive by any means. We um, are at a place where we have processes and things in place that we're really able to open near any base where you're located. So just you just because I don't list it here, if you're interested, still reach out and let me know because um, that's one thing we love. If we have a spouse who we or you know applicant who we feel is a good fit and they're like hey i'm located here we're like great we'll start a program <laughs> you know so don't, yes. don't feel limited to this list by any means so um just a couple and forgive me if i mis mispronounce any of these so we have dias air force base in texas mcdill um in florida pensacola florida kings bay georgia moody air force base fort gordon fort polk shaw um mcrd parish island fort Irwin, beale Joint Base Charleston, um, and that's just a few. So <laughs> I'd be happy. Again, it's it's really open to. Um, I want to provide this opportunity for for applicants. I want to provide this opportunity for our kiddos. So um, you know, reach out wherever you are. Absolutely, and Amy provides us a graphic every month with it's just kind of an updated list of everywhere that they're currently hiring. And we publish that graphic on our Facebook page and we send out an email blast for Amy so that we can help you stay abreast of what's going on at Tiny, Tro Tiny Troops. And if you're interested in applying, you can apply through our link. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah, go ahead and apply through the link. Uh, and then once Kimber and her team shoots that over, then we'll contact you via email uh, and get the process started. Amy, is there anything else you want to share with the community? Um, our hours, it depends on demand, of course, and how many kiddos we have signed up, but it usually ranges anywhere from three to eight or 10 hours a week. So it, it varies. Um, so it's not necessarily part-time, just kind of depends on, on the location and again, the amount of numbers. But I'd say like three to eight would be a, per week would be an average. And what kind of qualities and background do you look for in a coach? Sure. So you do have to have soccer playing experience. Um, I They kind of laugh at me because I make up this term soccer integrity. I think I made that up. That um, although <laughs> our kiddos aren't going into, you know, we're not making David Beckham's or any of those guys, Mia Hams out there, you know, but we are laying the foundations for and the developmental skills for our little ones to successfully move into those regular and traditional um, rec and competitive soccer programs. So you do have to have the understanding of kind of what's going on. So even if it's a while ago that you played, so, you know, maybe you haven't played since high school or something, as long as you're familiar with the game, um, then that's good. Um, you have to have a reliable schedule. So um, there's nothing worse than having kiddos who are disappointed because something happened and the coach couldn't make it. So, um, you know, you do have to have a consistent, reliable schedule for, again, the, definitely those first three weeks of each month. You have to have a fun personality. I always say, you know, I don't want it to be, and I'm just using my husband as an example here, you know, my husband <laughs> who was voluntold to be out there and doesn't really want to be there, you know, or I want them right. to see that you love playing soccer, you like being active, you enjoy working with kids, you're having fun. Yes, it's a job, but that you enjoy being there. And I will say, Kimber, we have one aspect of our interview that's pretty funny that uh, maybe I shouldn't say to scare people off, but we there's this book called The Book With No Pictures. You should look it uh -huh. up if you haven't seen it. It's a kid's book. And we actually have our coaches read that because 
with the Tiny Truths Coach, you can't be afraid to be silly. Even if it's not your normal personality, you kind of have to have your coaching right. personality because, um, for example, we do games and sometimes you're an animal. And I was, the kids picked for me to be an ox. And I'm thinking, do you... I don't even think they move or do anything, right? So I'm going around Soccer Island being an ox, you know, and I'm cracking up. The parents are cracking up. So you have to be able to have fun um, and just be, you know, 110% in it for the kids and with the kids. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. The whole experience sounds great. I wish I had any soccer experience whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, soccer integrity, Kimber. (laughs) Yeah, I don't make the cut. (laughs) So do you have any other tips for applicants? I don't think so. You know, our our application process is pretty straightforward. You don't have to have a resume. You don't, you know, I don't necessarily. Oh, that's a good point. Because we, we recruited for you guys in the past. And we realized that someone with a coaching background and coaching personality may not have an up-to-date resume. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big point. If you're interested in applying, you don't have to have a resume. Yeah, no. And, you know, I, I have a pretty lengthy and successful resume, but I haven't had a job on there for about 10 years now. <laughs> How long have I been yeah. married? About 10 years now. So, you know, I don't expect that from someone at all, but you know, you do on the application, you tell us what your soccer experience is. If you have any experience working with kids um, or coaching or leadership roles with kids at church or Girl Scouts or whatever it is, you know, you do share that, but it doesn't have to be a formal resume. Okay, nice. And I like that in our our forum where you sign up for the Tiny Troops application process, you answer all of those questions on one form and you just click send. So just use great grammar and, you know, use correct punctuation and spelling because those do get read. Yeah, they do get read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Amy, it's been such a pleasure, pleasure chatting with you. I'm sorry. I've been so tongue tied tonight. I keep <laughs> messing up all kinds of words. <laughs> it's okay. Again, we have a pretty flexible atmosphere, Kimber, so it's fine. I hope you've enjoyed this amazing conversation with Amy at Tiny, Tiny Troops. If you are listening, you can find the application in the show notes. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Bye. See you guys. All right, Vert Force. That's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast. If you need to read the show notes, you can find those at vertforce.us. And finally, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or an idea for a new episode, email us at support at vertforce.us. Catch you next week.